Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am so happy that you've joined us today. I am the founder and the chief love officer at Last First Date, and Last First Date is a company, a dating coaching service, um, that helps women achieve healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life, and that's what we do here at Last First Date Radio as well. So I am thrilled for our guest that is going to be coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with author and fourth-degree master black belt, Teresa Byrne, about how to set healthy boundaries in dating and relationships. This is such an important topic, and so I'm thrilled to have Teresa on board with us, and she's going to come on in just a few minutes. As a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives, and that value comes from knowing your true worth and also setting clear boundaries. Um, So that is why I am excited to be speaking to Teresa about this topic. Most women who come to me for support are really successful in every part of their life except for dating and relationships, and they often give up their value in dating. And it's it's really interesting to me, and I would say that's the majority of the people who I work with, um, that they are incredible, confident women in every other aspect of their lives. And in fact, um, I just got a new client who has this exact issue. She is a wonderful, wonderful person who grew up in a home that was really lacking in good relationship standards, um, in warmth, in the kinds of things that are really crucial to, to to knowing how to even recognize a healthy relationship because you don't grow up with one. And so that's so common for so many of us. And if that sounds like you or if you do struggle with forming healthy relationships, um, I would love to help you. And that's why I started this this show and it's also why I do the work that I do. And I do have a gift for you. Um, it is the is a free guide, and I explain the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how to turn them around so you can find lasting love. And this guide is for men or women, so it's not just for women out there. So if you're a guy and you're listening today, this is for you too. Um, and I, in fact, I do work with men. Um, just most of them aren't brave enough to come to a dating coach. And so if you are that brave, you can contact me too. Anyway, if you would like a copy of the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and learn how to take action to turn them around, go to lastfirstdate.com and you can sign up on my home page. Also, if you are a woman over 40, please join my Facebook group. This is called Your Last First Date. And so all you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash your last first date, and you can ask for me to approve your membership in the group. It is a fantastic group. It's growing every day, and the conversations have been so helpful to so many women who are looking for dating and relationship support. 
It's absolutely free and is my extreme pleasure to help so many women have some really good, solid dating advice because often your girlfriends do not give you advice that is helpful. They want to support you, but they often say things that are not the best for you. So that's what this group is for, is to help you get steered in the right direction to attract the love of your life. Okay, and now it's time for our special guest, Teresa Byrne. She is a natural protector power expert who loves seeing people find their innate power. She's a fourth degree master black belt, the owner of a Colorado martial arts and fitness center, and the creator of a self-defense keychain tool. Love to hear about that. She's the author of In the Power, Three Ways to Unleash Your Superpowers. She has a degree in communication with concentration in psychology and social work and crisis intervention and business marketing. And she's also a CMT focused in sports kinesiology and healing. Teresa is also nationally recognized as a defense expert teaching on Spike TV and several national television programs. And like me, she is a writer at the Good Men Project and the Huffington Post. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you, Sandy. How are you? I'm great. So happy to have you here talking about this fantastic subject. You and I are both big boundary lovers, and I love that we both love boundaries. We know the importance (laughs) of them. (laughs) Yeah, it made me drawn to you right away when I connected with you I think through Good Men Project. That's probably where I first found out about you. And, yeah, most people will uh, say you're a, a, I'm a black belt, and that's exciting. But really, the when you boil it all down, it's like, no, no, no. It's about the things that you can do before you ever even need to learn any physical move. It's the boundaries. That's the stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you not only teach people how to have physical self-defense, but also had to have emotional self-defense, because they do go hand in hand. And and I think so many people miss the deeper parts of teaching anything. And so I love that you go there with with all your students. So let's talk about mistakes that people make when it comes to boundaries. What are some of the top mistakes? Well, I love what you talked about when you initially were discussing your new client. Um, We all grew up learning boundaries. The problem was we didn't learn them well. If you grew up in a home, it wasn't, and it wasn't like we had classes in school where someone would say, this is a healthy boundary, this is a dysfunctional boundary. We, we learned them on the fly. And we, unless you took classes in psychology or, and this, you know, these are college-level classes, unless you learned what healthy boundaries look like, you set them on the fly, and we didn't always do them well. And I don't know if you had good role models when you were growing mm-hmm. up. I mm-hmm. certainly didn't. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, did you? No, I did not. Um, I had good role models for how what not to do. Um, <laughs> I hope my mom is not listening. Um, I love you, mom. But, <laughs> yeah, love you, mom. But yeah, learned a lot of things, and and you know, I actually have talked to my mom about it. It's it's not. I'm not blaming. I right. I know that I think most of our parents do the best they can do, and it's not always the best for us. 
so we didn't learn them. We didn't learn healthy boundaries. And if you like how, I don't know what the percentages are now. Um, if you grew up in a family where boundaries weren't something that were taught well, you grew up with sort of this skewed aspect of yourself and what your boundaries were. So one of the first mistakes people make is they assume boundaries. Oh, I'm sorry. They assume boundaries are going to set themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't set themselves. We have to yeah. set them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first mistake is that you assume you can set a boundary when you're angry or when you're, uh, when you're frustrated. That's usually the worst time to set one. It's the one that you want. It's the time you want to set it the most. But it's the most difficult time to set one because that's when mm-hmm. your brain goes into fight, 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 flight, or freeze. And it's difficult to be creative when you're there. I mean, think about the times when you're angry. How creative are you when, when you're angry? If, if, you're, if you're mad, can you do math? No. Can no. you come up with creative <laughs> solutions? Well, I can't do math usually. No. <laughs> and that's usually when we most need boundaries is when we're upset. Mm-hmm. And, and the other mistake that we make about boundaries is we assume other people are toxic. That guy is just to- That woman, toxic. And we label people. Now, boundaries are just to keep us, in my estimation, if they're a practice. And they help keep us sane and sacred and safe so that we can grow and we can expand and we can push out our boundaries. When we start labeling other people, we kind of make that mistake of painting the world with this brush or painting another human being with this brush. Some people are going to feel toxic to us that might not feel toxic to someone else. Have you ever had that happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you'll wonder, how is that guy even capable, or how is that woman even capable of living a normal life when they're, they're obviously so toxic? Well, their energy might be toxic to you. And that's, that's another mistake people make with boundaries is if people don't work for you or with you, then learn how to set a boundary with that person. And usually if someone's toxic to you, the best boundary is to remove yourself or limit contact, set limits. But you don't have to paint them with a label or call them toxic. So those are just some of the mistakes people make. They assume boundaries are going to set themselves. It's my, my running joke. Boundaries don't just set themselves. Um, and they assume that they have boundary-setting skills. Um, a lot of people also set really hard boundaries very quickly. Um, which means they go into an anger response, and you don't have to do that. You, you, um, one of the things I love about the work you do, Sandy, is that you can learn all about boundaries, but then it stays in the realm of thinking, and then they're not applicable. What I like what you do with your clients is that you help to teach them how. You help to teach them the application of how boundaries can look. Because oftentimes, women or men will set very hard boundaries. I call them hard or soft boundaries. And they set really hard boundaries up front. And women don't like when someone else calls them a bitch, but sometimes they will think that being a bitch is the only alternative. It's either I'm nice and then I become a bitch. It's like zero to 60. Does that make sense? Yeah, and this is... This is a really important topic because this happens a lot in the discussion in your last first date group where people bring their old stuff to a new relationship or a new contact even. They don't even get to a relationship or even a first date and they're already imagining and assuming and labeling 
oh, this guy just was a jerk. He just stopped texting me in the middle, and then he showed up the next day, and he wanted to FaceTime me. Um, yeah, I mean, so what what I try to do and what other women have done successfully, I think, is to really shine a new light on, you know, some of this is your old triggers and is not indicative of who the person is in front of you and don't make assumptions and set that kind of boundary mm. before you know the person because a lot of people have driven away tons of people just by being this kind of harsh. I mm. think that the, one of the hardest things, though, is knowing when to really set that type of um, really strong boundary because I have found there are cases where people don't don't set that you know harsh boundary when they should, especially when you've got the toxic showing up and mm. they keep letting them in and you know so what you said is true they should walk away um, but what's wrong with painting them with a label? The the difference is that sometimes we will paint someone else with a label and then we sort of miss out on what was it about me that I could learn from this experience. What was it about me that let me um, keep going further than I wanted to? I always think there's, a, there's lessons in every relationship, uh, much like you. You, you. you and I have a very similar um, outlook on that. And when you mm-hmm. paint someone as toxic, what do we do? Oh, it was all them. Blame, 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 mm. blame, blame. Then you're, a drama, you're in the drama triangle and you become the good guy. I'm the hero. Uh, that guy was toxic. Uh, that man, that woman was toxic. Um, and then there's nothing for me to learn here. So with boundaries, we make them a practice. If someone does become toxic, which means they drain you, um, they make you feel insecure when you're around them. And this is, you, you just alluded to, when do we set boundaries? When someone becomes toxic. How do you know they're toxic? You start to feel uncomfortable. You start, your intuition starts to go off that there's something wrong here. There's something not right. Um, a lot of times we, we justify or we don't give our intuition enough credence. And intuition is there to keep you preserved. It's really there to help guide you. And I can't speak enough about that. As a, I, I am a, a fourth degree black belt, a, um, a master instructor, but I'm also a trained intuitive because that's one of the most important pieces of self-defense and boundary setting. When is your intuition going off? And learn how to trust that. Um, when someone becomes toxic to you, you feel drained. You feel small. You feel like you're not good enough or you feel insecure. You know that space in your stomach where you feel like someone's socking you in the gut or you've been socked in the gut? Mm-hmm. That can sometimes make you feel like uh, that, that's mm-hmm. sometimes a space where we feel emotionally corded or we can be in a, in a relationship that's not healthy for, that, for us. Mm-hmm. Toxic sort of became one of those words a few years ago, right? Um, I think a long time it was narcissists. Uh, he's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. They're, nar- mm-hmm. they're borderline. And then toxic showed up. Oh, he's toxic. She's toxic. That's toxic. And so I just I caution us in looking at what we paint with labels because if you feel like a relationship is toxic, it's a poison to you. And how do you feel around a poison? You feel sick. Mm-hmm. So get away from it as much as you can. And if it's a a dating relationship, you don't have to be there. And it may try to pull you back in, and it it, you may – the hard boundaries may not happen right up front. But if you set – this is going to be one of the most important things I'll say on this call. And you know what I'm going to say? 
something I may say may save your um, – well, I do teach self-defense, so I'll say it. Something I may say may at one point save your life, and I don't know what that thing is. And how can I make such a claim? Because I do teach defense. But when someone crosses your boundary, when you set a boundary and someone crosses that boundary, they're saying what they want is more important than what you want or what you need. When you set a boundary and it's crossed, someone is telling you they don't care. They don't care about what you want or what you need. That's a really important distinction. Yeah, that is so important and took me decades to learn that one. And um, and I'm teaching that to my children as well because, oh, you know, they, they deal with toxic people just like we all deal with toxic people. And um, it has transformed their lives because most people spend so much energy trying to change a toxic person, you know. Right. Oh, if I just say, like, how many decades did I stay in my marriage thinking that if I said the right thing, mm-hmm. somehow um, he would understand me, he would understand the situation, he would make the mm-hmm. changes necessary to keep the peace in the relationship. And I think lots of us do that. I had so much boundary crossing um, <sighs> in my relationship, as probably most of us have if it's been a bad relationship. And I remember the one, the one area in the house that had a lock that I could actually have privacy and feel like my boundaries were not crossed was the bathroom on the main floor. And I did something, I just told this to my client last night, I carved out an extreme self-care for myself where I would take a bath at the time that my kids were supposed to go to sleep because I wanted my ex-husband to stay awake and read to them. He always fell asleep and everything was up to me, left up to me. So I said, okay, I'm going to take care of me mm-hmm. and force him to stay awake. <laughs> it was like brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. I went in, took a hot bath, brought the book in, and just carved out time for me, and nobody could violate my space. So, you know, I think that even Beautiful. people who are really suffering don't always realize what they're doing to save themselves. And um, so it's so important to do that and to realize that you have choices. Um, yes. So I love, I love this. I love like really getting clarity about the choices you have so that you're not a victim mm-hmm. um, and that you can take action. Um, and to think about pra- the practice of boundaries. I always say I practice boundaries like, hey, I don't ride in cars with strangers. <laughs> you know, I don't take candy mm-hmm. from strangers. I don't ride in cars with strangers. A woman that's dating online might say, I have a practice of not giving out my last name. Great practice. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything about her. And if a guy has a problem with that, he needs to understand that that's a boundary for her. Um, I have a practice of meeting gentlemen in a public place the first time. I'm more comfortable. And so you and I had talked before about hard and soft boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many brilliant – here's the thing I love about about teaching this. We learn from the people we teach as much as we learn from the research. Mm-hmm. We learn from each other. I love that you took baths. I love that you carved times out, time out for yourself. Self-care is, is really what boundaries are about. And so even in a dating relationship, I can teach women the red flags. 
if and men, if if someone if you're in a relationship with someone and they move too fast, it's a red flag. Because what happens when people move too fast is they cross your boundaries so quickly you don't notice it. They start telling you they love you. They start telling you how wonderful and amazing you are. They start moving into into intimacy situation before your boundary alerts go off. That's a dangerous thing. That's why it's called a red flag. Mm-hmm. And so setting up those practices help us stay sane and we stay safe and we can stay aware. Um, I love that you yeah. made your ex-husband stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what boundaries well, do. Know, they wake yeah, us up. Yeah, and I think they do. And I think that um, it's so important for people not to get swept away by the words of "I love you." And uh, this is such a common thing, you know. And people may look at it and go, "How could you believe somebody who says I love you on a before they even meet you?" I mean, that one of the women in our group had that happen to her. Oh and, yeah, it's more um, common than they realize. A guy will call you his soulmate, ladies. Yeah. Yep. Gentlemen will call you their soul. We are fated to be together. God, Allah, Spirit, Source has designed <laughs> this life to put us together. Now, who has boundaries against that? I mean, we are not equipped for that. But I will tell you, it happens, and you've got to be able to go raise one eyebrow spiritually and go, really? <laughs> I don't know if you can spiritually raise one eyebrow, but I, I just did spiritually, so you can do it too. But People will say yeah. things because they, and again, I'm not, I don't want to paint everyone who pushes boundaries as bad, bad people because they just want what they want. They're like five-year-olds, four-year-olds. I want, I want, I want. So people push up against us and our boundaries because they want, they want, they want. And it's our job mm-hmm. to go, no, 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 that doesn't work for me. I'm not comfortable yeah. with that. Whatever. Yeah, I love the that doesn't work for me line. That's it's so <sighs> easy favorites. to pull that one out, right? And yep. <clears throat> and so many women are never trained to speak up for themselves and to say. So let's do a couple of those, Sandy. Okay. Let's, say, let's, play, let's play a couple. So that doesn't work for me is a great one. I'm not really comfortable with that. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Do you have any others? What other ones do you like? Mm, oh, and you know what uh, I call this? Having a boundary in your back pocket. Ladies, mm. gentlemen, we can't, we really struggle setting boundaries on the fly because when you have to set a boundary is usually when you start getting a little adrenalized. And I've trained people for many, many years on their adrenaline response, and you can't do creative thinking. So you put one in your back pocket and take Sandy's, take mine, whatever you take, just take one. And then you can create from that. But just take one of these that we're giving you. And this is your boundary in your back pocket. And it's your, it's your go-to. It's your fallback. Mm-hmm. Like when you get uncomfortable or you get pushed, just say this thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically well, a way of saying no. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. One of my favorites was taught to me by one of my first fabulous coaches, and it is ouch. I love um, that. Yeah, it's so simple, and it's like you don't even have to have the words yet as to why that hurts or why mm-hmm. that felt uncomfortable. And you can say, "I'm this makes me uncomfortable, and I'm not ready to discuss it yet. I don't even have the words. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get back to you? I mean, a lot of people think they have to know on the, on the spot exactly why they're hurt, tell the person. I mean, you, you, it's really hard to do that when your adrenaline <laughs> is going crazy, right? Yes. Yes. 
it's impossible to do that. And so we, we put ourselves in that situation where not only are we trying to think, which is try to figure out how we feel, and think, and then come up with the words, that's, that's just like a situation for disaster right there. So yeah. saying what you want to do is take your step back. And setting a boundary lets you take that step back. Ouch. Or, you know what, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not sure. Let me just, you know what, let me, let me, take, let me take some time to think about that. Another good one is that's, that doesn't work for me. Or that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I really like, um, I'm trying to think. Um, I, what, what was the one that you said before? I had one come up as a result of that. Oh, the ouch. And uh, you said that doesn't work for me. I'm not really comfortable with that. Um, did you say another one? No, yeah, you had one that I really liked. And something else came. This is why I love conversations like this, because we can come up with them. <laughs> um well, I think what what happens often is that um, even on a say that there's a first phone call, and maybe you'll think of your other ones. Um, but oh, can I, I give you a, like a, a oh, do yes. you want to say it? Well, I, it's to- just it's just saying something like, "Wow, this feels awkward," or addressing that, "Ooh, this is this 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 feels this feels uncomfortable," or just saying something like that. Um, Mm-hmm. Or, and you can also make it funny. You can go, ooh, awkward, I know. I don't, I'm kind of that crazy gal that I'm a safety gal. I don't like to give out my last name. You know, you can make it funny. Mm-hmm. You can kind of be the funny mm-hmm. gal. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I like that. Thank uh, you. Yeah, and I think people need to remember that it's not about being harsh all the time. Right. And I think that, you know, we've got to get that, that harshness and that guardedness mm. um, down and I think what what we also make a mistake doing is that we think that guardedness when you take away your guards you become completely open vulnerable and have no boundaries and in my TED talk I talk about the fact that you don't just remove the layers without strengthening inside you have to know who you are know those clear boundaries before you start stripping away all those protective mechanisms otherwise you're left completely open without a net Right? So, I, you know, these are really important <sighs> tools. I would, uh, this is what I teach my students. Your greatest defense weapon is your heart. What do I mean by that? The strongest power within you is love. It's your heart. We were raised and to believe that we had to protect it and guard it and armor it up. No. Fill yourself up with self-love and your own heart and your own power to love, and that will guide you. We don't have to guard ourselves. We can set such great, clear boundaries of love for ourselves that we can live open-heartedly, and we can let that love guide us. And I know it sounds so wackadoodle for a self-defense instructor to say that, but your heart is really the greatest power. Your, our love is really what, what, what is, is the... Um, love really is the answer. I, I hate to be so simplified, but it, it, love is the answer. And when you realize that. the power in your heart, it doesn't need to be guarded, and it doesn't need to be protected, and that you can let it out and let it guide you, you start to realize the power in that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I I think that there's so much fear about giving away your heart, mm. and it's, <laughs> and you haven't. Right, you're laughing, but it's. It, it's I, so I am, true. but our hearts are so freaking strong that we're like, they are. I'm not letting it out. Well, no, it wants to go out. <laughs> yeah, right. 
knocking at it the door. It will actually protect you. <laughs> and your heart will show you when people aren't for you. Exactly. If you take care of yourself first. So yes. this is that, that self-care piece that is so critical, that is so missing in so many. And so I'm so happy you do this work because <laughs> it is just so critical. It's so critical. Um, well, and I'm sure you teach your clients about giving to get, too. When you start giving away your heart to get love, that's a whole different ballgame. When you give your love or your care or your time or your energy to get something back from someone, you're devaluing yourself. When you share your heart, I can share my heart with someone and it won't work out, but I know that I shared my heart and I gave my love and I was happy and it was good, and that's fine. And I don't leave yeah. broken. I actually think we break our own hearts by holding ourselves back. But you have to set clear boundaries that keep you sane, safe, and sacred. Yeah, I love that. And it's Thank so, you. So true. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, I almost don't want to say another word. <laughs> it's just like that um, was my mic drop. Bam. <laughs> right. Uh, you know that giving to get is the model that most people come from, and yes. it leaves you always wanting and always feeling a sense of scarcity. And I didn't get enough. And Right. Oh, my God, this is like major work that I do with clients because once you solve that problem, you're not giving stuff away without, without, with abandon. You know, you are giving from an open heart, and, and that wholehearted, open-hearted living and loving is, is really where it's at. Brene Brown talks about it beautifully and so important to live from that space. And then you, you don't feel that sense of scarcity, that there isn't enough. There's, there's more than enough. And the more you give, the more you get. It's just this beautiful, big, giant basket of love. <laughs> our, hearts are, our hearts are connected to an infinite source of love. There is no scarcity, and there is no fear. The fear is an illusion. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying we have to go and give ourselves to everyone. Your heart will guide you. Yeah. So strengthen that intuition, get your clear boundaries, and your heart will guide you. Mm. Love it. Well, Teresa, this has been amazing, beautiful, (laughs) wonderful. I hope that people will take away some of the wisdom shared today. And um, please give a, a link for how people can find you. My website is TeresaBurn.com. It's T-H-E-R-E-S-A. And then B-Y-R-N-E dot com. I uh, like to say I'm like Mother Teresa with a black belt (laughs) (laughs) and an attitude for love. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to make the priority of love on the planet um, your mission as well. Well, thank you. Oh, Sandy, Um, welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon and practice that self-love and those boundaries. Have a great day.